This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This is Behind the Rose, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Here's your host, Blake Horseman. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Behind the Rose. I'm here with my buddy, Eric Bradley, and... What up, what up? The one and only Chris Randone. You may know him as Goose. What's up, man? How you doing? Oh, hell no. You did not just say that. Oh, yeah. Goose. Oh, my. Nah, man. Come on. You know you know that's not a, a nickname that I want to go by, right? I actually have never called you that. I just figured people would know you <laughs> that by that. Do you want to get rid of that? That's just... Oh, you're just man. We'll just, can we just... Now can people we just know... Re- Dude, if we could just retire that on this podcast, that would just Dude, be incredible. How did that nickname come about then? If you didn't even want it, like, is that that wasn't started by you, was it? Nah, that, it actually it was on our season. So when I was in casting, you, you remember Alon, right? Yep, Alon. So you know, you know, like when they bring you into that final spot where you sit mm. in front of like thirty producers, mm. and you're like, "What is going on?" It's like an interrogation. Yeah. He came in. And he just started calling me this, this goose name. He's like, you're a silly goose, right? Like you look like one. I'm like, what does that even mean? And I thought he was talking about uh, like a mongoose bike because he asked me, do I know <laughs> the gooses? And I'm like, like, I don't know if this is like talking about the animal, but whatever. So they kept, they kept rocking with it. And then they, they knew they hated it so much that they wanted to keep, you know, hitting that fire and just adding. More oh yeah. Oh yeah. They were fucking with you for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. And then you know how that went down paradise so yeah because i don't think you now. ever got called that on our season did you or was it behind just, the so behind, behind the, the scenes, scenes it just wasn't but then so when it came out in uh on paradise my boys were like bro what what the hell is this goose shit <laughs> like we've never heard this in our lives and i'm like bro you're telling me i've never heard this in my life either this is like something that was brought on by them yeah and i'm like at some point like it's gonna die down and so you know i guess we could put it to, re- to, to, to rest here kill it Kill it. Yeah. We're done with it. We're done. Yeah. Nice. Eric, by um, the way, what's up, my man? Yeah. What up? How excited <laughs> are you? Sports are back. Oh, my God. It's, it's like a breath of, even though it's a little weird, I'm not going to lie. The virtual fans, it's, you know, <laughs> dude, you know what it is, man? It's like, so the Lakers lost last night to uh, the OKC Thunder, they but stomped. Dude, how do you get like ener- like energetically like, yeah, man, like we're going to go out there tonight. You know, even if you like you go on a run, there's no crowd. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, there's nothing you can feed off of. So it's yeah, tough. It's like, yeah. It's like an open gym yeah. out there for him. And I think that's why some people are playing really well right now, especially in basketball, because it's like an open gym to a lot of these guys. They don't have to, they have no like crowd pressure or anything, you know? So I think that's why like some your people boy, don't Like your boy see. MPJ? Dude, he's the real deal. Nah, don't he's, talk about MPJ. He's, he's the real nine. deal. Bro, yeah. he was supposed—he was supposed to be the real deal when he came out of college. Yeah. He had the back injury. Yep, he would have been a top three pick. Yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens with those minutes when Harris Murray and uh, who else am I missing there? Dude, there's a bunch out. Barton. Come back, yeah. Will Barton come back? Yeah, Will Barton. Tell you what, you the Nuggets Jokers. are nasty, man. Yeah, it's yeah. real this year. I like them. Yeah. All right, um, Chris. So I think what's funny is a lot of people don't know. I get asked a lot. I don't know if you do, but I get asked a lot. You know, like who are you close with in the house and all that kind of stuff. And I like, you know, go to like events and everything. And I always say like you and me, we're actually pretty close at the beginning because I had the first date and you had the second. So we were like ostracized by the house because like we right away had those two first dates. And I remember like us sitting, I don't know where we were actually. Were we in, I don't know where we were. I think it was in the mansion there. Maybe it was in the mansion. But then and we also had that talk in, uh, in in Virginia too. That's what it was. It was Virginia. That's the talk I'm thinking of. But you're right. I remember sitting down in the mansion and being like, 
we were like, oh, is they, I think Vegas too. We had a pretty good talk, but um, I remember us being like, kind of like weird because we just went on a date with the same freaking girl like back to back days so really weird, but we were also like feeling each other out like how'd it go for you and you're like, it was yeah yeah. Was like, yeah yeah me too it was pretty good it was pretty good like trying not to yeah. like hype ourselves up or anything but yeah it's Remember we used to carry thing. like those journals or like those diaries around with us oh yeah oh, I, said, <laughs> I think actually dude. i'm like we're sitting here like just writing our feelings out <laughs> trying to see like how the real. days go by like yeah. hey man how you feeling today it's like damn you know but hey i'm not gonna lie though it wasn't it was like the best of both worlds getting a date early on. Oh, yeah. And then also it's like, you know, cause you kind of guaranteed if you get the rose, you're going to stay mm-hmm. like, you know, weeks on end. So mm-hmm. I guess, but then you also get like everyone being like, Oh man, they get nervous or they hate on you or. Yeah, just, exactly. You know, and it's a ripple effect. Yeah. You get a little target on your back for sure. Yeah. You get a little yeah. target on your back. And mm-hmm. also though, like it is a blessing or like a blessing and a curse because if you get those early dates, you're not going to get another one for a while and you know it, you know? And so it's like hard to find time sometimes with, with the lead. So it's yeah, and you had, a, you, you had a pretty epic date too. Cause like you got to smash her ex. Dude. Yeah. That was like, all so like, that shit. Kind of like set the tone. And then remember when I, when I got my date, like the date card, everyone thought I was going on American Idol and they're like, yo, you're going to have to sing. Like, cause you remember it was about mm-hmm. music and the yeah. heart. And I'm like, oh, if I go on American Idol, this is going to be wild. Lo and behold, I went like to Capitol Records and I had to like sing love songs to her. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, this is so uncomfortable. Like, I I don't know her yet. How can I Mm -hmm. speak my heart out to her? So, yeah. You're right. Both of our dates were so different. Like ours was completely physical where we were just breaking shit. And you guys had to like write love songs about each other. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like we haven't even chilled yet. Like you want me to write our love song? I'm like, damn, I have to pull out the boys to men lyrics. Dude, that's so true, man. It's crazy. God, man, that's wild to think that was over two years ago now, man. How our lives have changed in two years. Bro, it messes with your head, too. Oh, dude, so much. Like, I don't think people understand the lasting effect that it has on you mentally. And I'm not even talking about it from, like, a notoriety perspective. I'm just talking about it, like, being in there you know, going through that process and then coming out and then experience, like, the whole transition. But then like the lingering effects of it is like wild. Oh. Like you go through ups and downs. It's weird. Like the anxiety or mm-hmm. just like the, like, you know, the mental breakdown or like the happiness. It's like, dude, it's mm-hmm. crazy. I don't know how to explain it, but it's definitely like a roller coaster of emotions and you never know what day you're going to get. No, dude, you're, you're exactly. I'll never forget. Like, well, like kind of like we just said, like we were bros writing in our journals about our love, you know, and like all our feelings <laughs> and like, you don't do that in normal life. man. No. so then all of a sudden you're thrust back into like, regular life where you kind of do want to like talk about it but nobody wants to talk to you about it. like shut you know shut up like we don't we don't care you know so it's like this weird transition i remember i so i went to london after the maldives and just like me and shabby we just chilled like for like four or five days you know just trying to like clear my mind i was like getting drunk i was just like my life sucks you know, <laughs> heartbroken but i remember we landed in la and she handed me my phone and I just got this overwhelming like sense of like, what do I do now? Like, I don't want to go back to the real world, you know? And I remember like, I started to tear up being like my, that life and like what I just like, it's gone now, you know, like my life is going to completely change. And it was such an overwhelming feeling. And like, you get that, like you said, the roller coasters all through the season while it's airing too, you get those like weird roller coaster of emotions. Brother, there is that peace of mind too. Like when you're on the show, because there's no news, mm-hmm. there's no like, you know, negativity, you're really just kind of in your own little world. It's like your own little world of truth. And so like, what's just going on around you is really just your reality. Then, you know, there's nothing else because you don't know about anything else. 
And then you get thrown out like back in, like you said, and it's like, damn, it all hits you at once. Yeah. I, I remember, I remember when I went to, so when we had our season, I think I got like the worst situation possible because when I came back a couple weeks later, next thing you know, I'm back on the show. I'm in paradise. Oh, that's right. And my season was going on as I'm in paradise the entire time. And I was there the entire time in paradise. Yeah, that's so, right. you know, as I got my phone back, it was probably the worst day because I had just gotten engaged. And then all of a sudden you get your phone back and it's like, my mom even texted me like this message, like while I was there, I didn't get it. It was like, do not look up your name on the internet. Do not watch anything. I'm like, oh man, I'm like, damn. And I had no, I was completely oblivious to the time. And then I see that and it was like, whoa. Yeah. And I just had this beautiful experience. And then I'm like, oh shit, now I got all this negativity. That's so true. The balance was like, how, I didn't know what to do. Like, it was yeah. horrible. That is wild. I didn't even think about that because everybody that went to Paradise, especially you who lasted the whole time in Paradise, yeah, you literally missed basically our season airing. Yeah. You got back like towards, I mean, what, when did you go home again? Was it? Oh, the week I got back was the Virginia week. Virginia, yeah, yeah. The exact week that I like I got eliminated. Holy cow, Crazy. that's wild, man. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like seeing all these things, man. I'm like, oh yeah. God. First off, I was embarrassed like to see my family. Mm-hmm. And then my boys, they kind of were just like, damn, and all my friends, they were trying to be supportive. But I'm not gonna lie, when you go through something bad on the show, you kind of don't want to talk to anyone. You kind of oh, just want to be in your own little thoughts and like you just mm-hmm. you just want to shut everyone off because you just need to carpentalize carp- mm-hmm. if I said that right mm-hmm. and just like really divulge and process everything that just happened because it's tough yeah. and no one understands but you that's the key man nobody that's gets it man nobody can relate you know nobody can relate I remember wow. my friends trying to do the same thing when I was going through my paradise um and like they were great, like nice, but like they just can't, can't relate. You can't understand what we're going through. You don't know what it's like to like really like live in that public eye and go through the scrutiny in public eye. It's fucking brutal. So, dude, it's bad. And then like yeah. you just you know the internet's you know the horrible. worst thing possible. Yeah, the horrible. <laughs> and then it's also too. It's like it's a thing we struggle in today's world. And like I don't want to get like too like serious, but mm-hmm. you know perception is reality, right? Mm-hmm. So people's perception is actually, you know, what it becomes is their reality. So if they see you as something on TV or they see something happen, their exact reality or thought of you is exactly that and nothing more because they really have nothing else to base it off of. And so you have a lot of these individuals who are fans of the show, but then they have these negative connotations of you just because of based on what they saw, not actually the truth or what they really know either behind the scenes or they know you as a person. And that's difficult, especially if you know you're a good guy, if you know, you know, you're just, you have a great family, great friends, and then you deal with them, you're like, damn, you know, it's like, how do I bounce back? How how do I, you know, prove myself? And the only thing you got to do, honestly, is just make sure you make your happiness a priority. Because if not, Mm -hmm. you're just going to try to live up to other people's realities. And that's, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, dude, you nailed it on the head. I mean, Eric saw me when I was going through my, uh dark times if you will yeah, and he, he was ghost he was off the map for probably yeah. about a month yeah it's about a month and then even his yeah. first time when we went out was at luke combs the show in south carolina and he was just still completely out of it it wasn't oh, the yeah. normal blake dancing around at a country show and yeah. having a good time yeah. he was he was gone yeah. he lingers with you yes even when you try and act happy like i couldn't even act happy like i yeah. couldn't even act like i just for real yeah dude that's you know it's crazy that you know because you knowing that you went through something too it's like, you can understand. And like when someone's able to understand you, like you feel more comfortable because you know someone else has gone through it. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like 
that pain is real or that emotion is real. And, you know, you're not making it up, right? You're not looking for sympathy. It's just a real emotion. And mm-hmm. it's like, you don't know how to express yourself. So you just shut yourself off. Like I did the same thing. I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to do anything. Yeah. Sometimes I still don't want to do anything. <laughs> it still lingers for me. It's been a year for me. Yeah, you know, for real. It's crazy. You nailed on the head. And that actually is a good segue into, I mean, you've been pretty busy during quarantine because you basically wrote a, a damn book in quarantine. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> you stud. But I think what you kind of just talked about is a lot of, you know, what I honestly, what you talk about in the book. Um, the book's called Transformation change your mindsets, your energy in your life. So go out there, check it out. But yeah, Chris, I want to, I want to hear, um, kind of what you talked about, like kind of, I mean, basically what you just said is a lot about what the book is and stuff. So. Yeah, and kind of, kind of before you do, cause I, I've kind of went through the book. I haven't dove in and gotten yeah. all into it yet, but I, I've skimmed through the whole thing and I actually have it right here. Blake, do you have it? I don't have it. You trying to throw me into the bus? Aren't you? You trying to throw me into the bus? What a friend! No, you know what it is. Support your boys. I sent sent a digital copy. I got to send him a hardcover. I'll I'll just I'll mail him one out. But there there was a there was a couple things that I that I kind of jotted down that that I liked about the book personally because obviously I personally struggle with a lot of things that this book touches, (laughs) and especially especially in times like we're in today, it's rough. So uh, one thing that I noticed that I found unique about it is. Uh, it's basically, yeah, it's an interactive 28-day exercise booklet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and in, in between the fa- your four phases, you have these talking points that are so positive and uplifting as you transition between the phases. And it's, it's incredible. And I can't wait to actually like jot down each day. Super I noticed dope. that you guys have your email on there, your support email. Does that actually mm-hmm. go to you and Eric? Yeah, yes. actually reply to everybody individually. Of course, yeah. I mean, it's just uh, it's a it's a safe haven type of situation. Let's say you're just trying to figure out how to navigate through the book, or you know, honestly, you just want to ask a question. I think it's important that people just have some sort of guidance and direction. So it's just like an open type of thing where someone can feel safe and like just reach out. You know, so that that's kind of how we wanted to position the book, I guess you can say, because it's just like anything in life. Like you, we can give you all the tools in the world, but it's up to you to take action and apply those tools. But sometimes people do need their handheld. There's, you know, just questions asked or answered. And I'll tell you what, man, a lot of people go through a lot of shit. Um, it's wild. Like you think, you know what the, I think the best uh, example is everyone thinks everyone's life is perfect on Instagram, right? Or social media. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, man, you don't know what people go through on a daily basis. And it's, it's something where we wanted to give people an outlet to just let that shit out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, really dig deep, figure out, you know, what you want in life, like your true happiness and get rid of all that previous trauma in the past and all that bullshit that you went through. Because obviously we all deserve the best life possible. And, you know, you can do whatever you want in life if you just reclaim your power. And that's kind of what we wanted to make sure people understood with getting the book. That's so cool that you like, because I, I remember when we were in the house, you were always honestly very like insightful and like self-aware and everything. And I remember, you know, listening, you told me your, your whole story and everything about the way you grew up and everything and, you know, the, your weight loss and all of that. And yeah, um, so it's pretty cool that you put it into a book and you're, that book has been able, I mean, Eric is a prime example. It's been able to help people and will continue to help people down the road. For uh, sure. So cool. Yeah, we're excited, man. I mean, me and Eric, you know, we thank God we came together during quarantine because uh, I don't know if we're going to be talking about this, but obviously I've had some drastic changes in my life. Mm-hmm. And when I came, when I transitioned from Cali to 
to get away and just come to Florida where I knew people and my boys and my family, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, you know what, man, like I'm going through a lot, but I know a lot of other people are going to be going through a ton during this quarantine. Cause we've been isolated before. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. Like at yeah, some point true. you break down at some point, you know, and not everyone is used to being uncomfortable and this pandemic and this whole situation in the world has made a lot of people uncomfortable and caused a lot of anxiety and depression. And we wanted to make sure there was like a tool and give people an outlet to not go down that rabbit hole to where they end up suffering and coming out of this pandemic, not on top of the world, but rather like, you know, they're struggling. We don't want people to struggle. Has the book kind of helped you through, you know, obviously you've been through a lot in the last, I mean, it's crazy to think, man, a year ago, how different your life was too, you know, like, man, like a year ago, I mean, paradise was actually like, I think today was the premiere a year ago of paradise. My paradise. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So like a year ago, our lives were, yeah, man. I mean, so has the book kind of like helped you get through, you know, things that you've been going through? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know what it is, is Eric and I, we like, we share the same type of common practices, like methodologies, different exercises in our life that we apply on a day-to-day basis. So, Mm You know, a lot of times journaling is very, I think, uh, clutch for anyone. Like it's so effective just to write that shit out and just not keep it trapped inside your, you know, your heart or your brain. And um, I think another thing is, is just that refresher, like that pick me up. So like anytime I'm like going through something, like I know like there's an exercise in the book that can like get me back on a straight path rather than like keep going down that rabbit hole and just like, yeah, I'm spiraling out of control. I'd rather, Mm -hmm. you know, okay, address it, get me back on track. I addressed it. Let me go ahead and move forward. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely something where you can go back and like remind yourself. And then that way you don't have to, you know, keep backpedaling in your life. Hey guys, real quick. I want to talk to you about care of vitamins and supplements. I've been taking these vitamins lately and I don't know about you guys, but when I go to the store, you walk down an aisle and there are different vitamins and supplements and all kinds of things. And it can be really confusing. So the cool thing about care of is it's hassle-free vitamins and supplements delivered straight to you. So your recommendations come in daily, individually wrapped packets that are perfect for getting back into a routine. You go online, you take a five-minute quiz, it asks you questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns to help address your specific wellness goals. So for me, when I went online and did this quiz, basically it said that I don't take enough dairy, so I have to take some calcium plus vitamins. I don't get enough fruit in my diet. So I have to take some B complex vitamins. And then also it says for me, the best kind of protein would be the plant-based protein. So I would get the plant-based protein in the mail, as well as my B complex and calcium vitamins, all individually wrapped for me each day. Care of products are formulated with good for you, clean ingredients that are backed by science. Care of is super transparent about the research and sourcing behind every one of their products with extensive info available on their websites and fun, informative content on their social pages. So if you want to get some care of vitamins delivered straight to you for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code BlakeH50. That's 50% off with code BlakeH50. Go get you some care of vitamins and supplements now. All right, now back to the pod. I know we've chatted uh, here and there throughout, you know, kind of what you've been going through. And unfortunately, like break, you know, more or less breakups in the spotlight are horrible. I can't, um, like I, I, I shouldn't even, you know, I didn't even really go through one in the public eye, to be completely honest. You, on the other hand, man, I can't imagine what that was like for you. Bro, uh, I was just crying yesterday for no reason. Like Mm -hmm. the the day before yesterday uh, and yesterday, like, it comes in waves because it doesn't feel real. 
Like it still doesn't to this day. Right. Yeah. And it's so crazy because it feels like a distant memory now. Like it just feels like it didn't even exist mm -hmm. just because of how everything has gone during that whole situation. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and it's nothing against like crystal or, mm -hmm. you know, I, because at the end of the day, I think what I've learned too is, is like, you can't force someone to like love you or you can't force someone to feel the same way you feel regardless of the situation. But I think like the public breakup, like I haven't even posted on Instagram yet, mm -hmm. like at all. And yeah. I probably won't for just a little bit more period of time. You know why? Because I'm not going to lie, Blake, like, first off, I'm scared to love again, for sure. 100% scared to date. I think trust is a huge issue for me. I think, is it real? Is a real issue for me now? Like, mm -hmm. because I thought maybe something was real, but maybe essentially it wasn't, you know? And man, honestly, like the public eye being in a relationship, I I've gone, I've gone the route of not letting it be public, if that makes sense. Yes. Like, I noticed that. Yeah. you know, just swallowing everything that I know and just saying, you know what, um, you know, let me focus on me. You know, sometimes like the best revenge is just being quiet and moving yeah. forward and being yeah. happy. You know what I'm saying? And so like, that's kind of where my mindset's at, but I'm not going to lie, Blake, like, bro, this shit is sad at times. Like it is so weird, man. And I'm like, you know what? You just got to pick yourself up and cause it's real. But then also it's like, you know, you, you, you got to worry about yourself too at the end of the day. So it's, mm -hmm. it's crazy, man. And yeah. I don't want to have to ever deal with negativity in the public eye again. So I was like, you know what, let me go ahead and fade this route. And, uh, cause you know how it is, man. Yeah. And that totally. shit sparks like wildfire. Well, and like, I will say like, I respect the way, honestly, probably both of you have handled it because I mean, other than like the, you know, right away, like, you know, the post or whatever, like the, the statement you guys put out, whatever that was. But other than that, I mean, I, you guys, if you wanted, you could get clickbait out there if you guys wanted to get, you know, all that. But I feel like you guys have done a good job of trying to keep as much private as possible. Um, and in yeah. this world, that is unheard of in Bachelor Nation that people will clickbait whatever the, they want, you know. So um, in that sense, I respect you and, and kind of what you've been doing because I know that that ain't easy, man. That ain't easy. I, I mean, I don't want attention, man. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you know, I know people, they like likes and follows and they like you know just attention like let it be about me but i don't want to be selfish like that and mm -hmm. you know but i do want to honor and respect all the fans because i mean a lot of people have supported me and there's a lot of great fans out there but um mm -hmm. you know at the end of the day i think you know what's 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 private should be private to an extent and then also you know just that like you said like you know we had that address or whatever i i didn't really want to do that right whatever uh, that was yeah yeah. Cause I mean, like she had pictures of me, like saying like, Oh, Chris is so happy, dude. I wasn't, that was the worst week of my life. Like, you know, I'm on FaceTime and you know, I smiled about something, but it, it, it was kind of making it seem like everything was okay, but it wasn't, you know, and it's still not, I mean, Blake, I'm still yeah. legally married till the end of the year. Oh, so that was honestly something I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like, bro, yeah. I'm still, oh man, I'm still legally married. It's crazy. And I think See, California is different. And then the coronavirus shut down the court systems. Oh. So say, it takes six months to get divorced in California. The oh, bare minimum. Okay. Yeah. And then you got to go through like all this legality yeah. stuff. And, mm. you know, and so hopefully, you know, I'll be, you know, divorced, I guess you can say, mm. um, you know, in November or December, you know, and, yeah. you know, we'll see what happens. But it's kind of weird because it's like, there is a part of me, I don't know if you feel like this too, and correct me if I'm wrong, is during this pandemic, like, don't you miss like physical touch, like, or just like 
interaction with like a woman and Dude. just yeah and like even honestly like me and e went out and watched because we don't we couldn't catch a lot of the like sports games so we just went you know mass we were all masked up and everything we went to like a sports bar and just sitting there having a beer and watching sports and like talking to each other about it like talking you know shit to each other about oh, it right. and like dude it was like oh my god like it almost feels normal <laughs> like it was such a big day we were both like this is incredible you know it's like euphoria yeah, yeah. Like you, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's one you. thing like you you don't even notice that like teams are in a bubble like when you're at a bar you yeah it, it, it's just like you're, you're sitting with your boys you're you're gassing each other up you're talking sports like mm-hmm. it brings you back to like Mar- or january of this year or 2019 right. it's like wow yeah. that's yeah. so long ago but, but you yeah, that up, physical you human interaction mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that physical human interaction is like you know you know you, i guess we kind of took it for granted because it's powerful and it also mm-hmm. like keeps you mentally stable just mm-hmm. seeing another human and talking yeah. to them and mm-hmm. and also like obviously as men you know, you want to have physical touch, like, let's just be real. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and, and being in a quarantine and then also in situations where like, you can't hang out with someone because then you don't even know if they have COVID or you don't yeah. know what their whole You don't situation. know where they've been. You don't know where they've been. So it's like, you got to, you know, stand clear. It's like, it's such a weird dynamic, but I th- I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to navigate through that too, because I mean, at the end of the day, I can't hold this like divorce tag on me for the rest of my life, you know? Yeah, totally. And how I'm going to be able to go about, uh, about that is that's what I'm trying to figure out right now, because yeah. I want to like DM a girl or something. I want right. to go on a date or go on a, date. go on a dating app. You know what I'm saying? But I'm also scared because, you know, I don't want to get judged or ridiculed, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So that, that's a whole nother thing. I mean, dude, now that I think about it, probably the worst time to ever get divorced is right now. <laughs> Like, dude, it couldn't be worse. Like, you can't go out and, you know, talk to people. You can't go out and just have, like, bro time. You can't go out and on a date and try to distract yourself. Like, you can't do any of that, man. Yeah. Gosh, yeah that's got to be really hard crazy. going through all that, just, like, literally alone. Yeah. Alone. Like, you like, and your four I, walls, and that's it. Yeah, like, um, so I was at my place in Orlando for six months. Same place that I was when we were doing beer pond on, uh, on Zoom. And so I was there, and, and the entire time, like, it's like you said, those walls, like that's all I had and my thoughts and just like going through it. And I'm like, yo, I can't do this like anymore. I'm about to break out. Mm-hmm. So I started, you know, working on these projects, started hitting the gym hard, just started grinding again, getting my mind right. And then, you know, obviously now I'm going to be transitioning back to Cali and, and that's kind of where I'm going to start this whole new chapter because I feel like I'm, I feel like now and get me, tell me if I'm wrong, Blake, but when you got off the show, wasn't there a period of time where you just wanted to process everything and like understand your experience? Mm. And, and not only do you want to, but you can't, like you don't even have time to process right. and like sit there because you, you just don't have time. You get thrown in, you, you know, seek or swim, basically you get thrown into the right. wild. So that's, so it, this is, this is where I was going with this is when I got out of paradise, I was, I was engaged. So then I, show, I didn't have time to worry about the show or process it because I had to worry about my relationship. Mm-hmm. So I kind of put my experience to the side and said, I got to focus on this. I got to focus on crystal. I got to do all this. And that always never got addressed. And it just lingered and it got worse and it got worse and it got worse because it was eating me up. And then finally, when I came back from Cali, I'm sitting there and for days I was crying, just experiencing it, like feeling every emotion possible from the show. And finally, like was understanding myself and finally like coming to a point where I was loving myself again. And that was like what I needed to like say goodbye to like that chapter of 
that season and, and being on the show. And, and then I could finally be like, you know what? Like, I'm ready to like move forward now. There's like a point to experience, but you also have to address everything that happened. And you can't move forward until you do that. And so I finally got that chance now. And, and it was, you know, it was, it was super beneficial and like helped me so much get through this quarantine. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, I bet, man, like <laughs> I can imagine what you're going through. And I love that you're open about it, man. Cause like, I think if I took anything away from the show, it was to be more open about my feelings because yeah. like you said, everybody's dealing with shit. Everybody, you know, they're the tip of the iceberg. Everything you see, you know, on the, the surface is not what they're feeling. And I find myself being a lot more empathetic towards people now, because if I just meet somebody, I'm like, they're probably going through shit. Like I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make sure to like treat them with respect or whatnot, you know? So <laughs> you just got to embrace it and accept sometimes people for who they are and not get upset by what they've done or, or who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I learned. You know, I want to say this too, cause I know like there's a lot of people out there who have like a, the wrong idea of who you are as a man and everything. And like, sometimes, you know, I mean, everybody's, you know, I'm the same way. A lot of people have, you know, the wrong idea of who I am, but um, I want to say like, I, dude, I'm proud to be your friend because I've seen, I know that you put everything you had in, in, you know, to that relationship. And yeah. I know that you did as much as you could, man. And I, I mean, at this point, what would you, I mean, do you, do you and Crystal, are you guys like, do you guys talk anymore or anything like that? Or is it pretty much? So I've never really talked about this. Um, we don't talk at all. Like, and I'm gonna keep it real. And this is nothing against her. Um, but like, even throughout this entire time, like she never called me once to see how I've been doing, like how I'm feeling. Um, it's weird. But also, like, I've kind of accepted, like, that's what it is. Um, I, should ha- I shouldn't have any expectation. You know what I'm saying? And I think, too, it's like, like, I know she's moved on. I know she has. Like, I've gotten, I've gotten confirmation on that multiple times. Um, and, I under- and I understand, like, that's, if that's what she's doing. Like, you know, I can't, I can't force anyone or change any outcome. Like, people are like, well, are you upset? And I would say, it's not that I'm upset. It's the fact of me getting upset is not going to change what's already going on or what's already happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think what's crazy is, I think why I think I'm still like, I guess, hurt sometimes or like it hits me is because, you know, like you thought this person was your best friend and like, you know, that person would show that they care regardless. Like if a person cares about you, like they'll let it be known or like if they want to talk to you, like they'll find time to talk to you. It hasn't been like that. And, you know, I don't think we might ever exchange a word again, you know? Um, you know, it's almost as if like the relationship never existed. Like it's, it's so crazy to say mm-hmm. that, yeah. but it's, it's something where it just, the wedding doesn't seem like it happened. Like my memories with my family don't seem like it happened. Like it's just wild, man, because it just doesn't seem like it was even real. Yeah. And so so now I'm just like, okay, like, yeah. and, and I gotta, I gotta take that with me, but I think, you know, it's, I'm not going to let it like dictate who I am as a man, but you, but you said something good because and I appreciate you, you know, just respecting me and like being my boy. And, you know, I've always loved you. I've always reached out to you, making sure you're okay. And, you know, you've always been a great friend, even though we don't see each other much, but I was in a coffee shop <laughs> like a couple of weeks ago in downtown Orlando, my boy, he's a celebrity barber. Um, he cuts like every, you know, celebrity's hair in LA, right. he was visiting and he was with a friend and she, and he was like, Oh, this is my friend, Chris. And the girl goes, you know, I fucking hate you. God. And I said, I said, what? 
I said, I was like, who is this? And she was like, yeah, like what she did to Tia on Paradise. I'm like, I'm like, whoa. I'm like, I'm like, okay. And like, she was just going off and I'm sitting there and he was like embarrassed. And I'm thinking like, okay, like, you know, what, what, what is going on? And then like 10 minutes later, she came up to me and I'm sitting down and she's like, listen, honestly, like, I'm so sorry. Like my friend, you know, it just told me like everything about you, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I made a mistake of like projecting and, you know, thinking that you were someone that you're not. And she's like, I just want to apologize. And I said, you know what? It's all good, man. Because at the end of the day, like, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. I can't Mm -hmm. change that, you know? Mm -hmm. However, though, um, what your truth is might not actually be the reality, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Of the situation. So Mm -hmm. like, just like living with that, I'm just like, damn it. And I wonder if that's going to affect me in the dating world. Like, that's what I'm worried about because, Mm -hmm. and and like, let's tap into this real quick. Sorry if I'm like going off topic. No, 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 go ahead. um, I've noticed like in Bachelor Nation, like certain people are chosen or picked like by girls or like, you know, based on following, right? Oh, a thousand percent. Who benefits me? Who can help me grow as far as following and as far as the whole situation? And I got to be honest with you, bro. That kind of scares me because let me tell you, there are quite a few girls that like I would show interest in, right? Mm -hmm. Completely wild cards, like not even big time girls or anything. But my biggest fear is, is that because they only know one thing about me from the show, like that's what they'll think I am in real life. And like that kind of disappoints me because I'm like, damn, like if you just would get to know me or hang out with me, like you would think you would know that it's a completely different story. And so that competition too with the other guys kind of sucks too, because it's like, oh, he's got a million followers, but like, does he have substance? Like, does Mm -hmm. he bring anything to the table as far as like, is he fun, charismatic? Like, can he have to show you a good time? Like, it's not like for me, I don't want to move forward in life. Like looking at the numbers, you know what I'm saying? Like I've never, to me, that don't matter. Right. Yeah. I do want to have a good time. Like I do want to enjoy and experience life with like different people if that's possible. Mm -hmm. So I am worried about that too. And I've thought about that constantly about, damn, what, like, am I able to, am I, am I going to succeed in the dating world? Like, cause of what took place. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can give some insight on that because I also (laughs) had the same fear Um, you know, people, I mean, you know, the show portrayed me as like some kind of monster. And so, um, that was a huge fear of mine and still is. And I mean, I'll just be brutally honest with you. Um, yeah, obviously you start, I mean, for me anyway, I, I don't, you know, I start in the red now when I meet people like I do, like you have to almost unfortunately like prove yourself. Um, but it's also kind of fun because, by the end of your conversation you have with them or whatever date hanging out they're all like, honestly, I hear it a lot. They're like, I thought you were going to be a douche. Like I hear that a lot. People go, you know, after they meet me, they talk to me like, I thought you were going to be a douche, but like, you're actually a pretty cool fucking guy, you know? And like, I hear that a lot. Just me and Eric were at a bar, um, watching the hockey game. And, um, we we're talking to one of the servers and she was like, yeah, I just had this girl. I was talking to this girl and they were like, is Blake over there? And she was like, yeah. And they're like, the girl was like, oh, he's such a douchebag, you know, or something like that. And the server was like, no, yeah. actually, like, he's a fucking cool guy. Like, go talk to him, you know? So <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You're going to run into it, man, because you're going to sure. run into it. For but sure. just prove him wrong. That's what I like doing, man. Just prove him wrong. And when, when, when it first happened, and like, let's just say when you finally decided, like, all right, I'm going to talk to some girls or I'm going to, mm-hmm. like, entertain the fact of dating. Were girls, did they bring that up early? No, actually, I, I don't think they ever brought it up. I, I would bring it up to be honest. Oh, like, wow. I don't think I ever, they were ever like, you know, like, I don't know, like, 
you can you can feel it like you can sense it um when you're on a date or something and you know i've had instances where girls are i mean honestly like kind of embarrassed to tell their friends that we're like hanging out because they're like i don't want my friends to be like oh you're hanging out with fucking bachelor nation guy you're hanging out with Mr. Block Stage Blake Coach. from Stagecoach, exactly. <laughs> or you're hanging out with Blake from Stagecoach. So oh, yeah, man, man, it's 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 fucking it's hard. It's not easy, man. Dating in general off the show, let alone if you get like a villain edit, man. Like it's a hard thing. But um, yeah, no, I think I think you're gonna do you're gonna do just fine though. Because I mean, I know the kind of man you are, and I know you know people will realize that when they when they get going. And I'm glad that you're to a point where you're ready to get out there. It sounds like, like you're ready to yeah. start again. And yeah, man. Like, you know, I think <laughs> finally, like, I think in July, um, I was on the phone with Eric and he's like, listen, man, like you need to go hang out with women. Like mm-hmm. you, you do like, he's like, you've been working so much on yourself, but he's like, you also, as a man just need to have a conversation at least, you know, and just, you know, hang out and, and entertain that. Cause he's like, if not, you're just going to continue thinking about your past or just thinking like, you know, you're, you're stuck to it. And he's like, you don't want that to define you as a man. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what, you're right. So, you know, the last few weeks I've just been like starting to get a little bit more active on, you know, Instagram and just, Good. you know, just trying to see, you know, what's out there as far as, you know, that magnifying glass is wild. Mm-hmm. I've never experienced it before, mm-hmm. but you know, you hit that magnifying glass and it just brings up like all these different people i've never seen instagram yeah. Yeah. models yeah, yeah. <laughs> models and, and just international women i'm just like wow like we are blessed like thank you and so um haven't like really dove into like the whole dm thing yet but i'm gonna get my instagram up and popping and then you know try well, to you I, know because i do, I've been I do trying. have my eye on a few girls there you go. what been trying to get you to come out here yeah so you know get, I think, get, uh, dip, dip your toes in the water i want to go to happy camper man yeah, yeah, that's, that's where we tough. were the other weekend. Yeah, you yeah. Come come to happy. I was going to yeah, say happy camp, but I didn't want to give them a cheap plug. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they've given us no, enough free I'm just kidding. Yeah. I love, love you, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, it looks look so, look so much fun, man. I, oh, it's I, a vibe, I, man. Yeah, man, it's a Dude, good spot. Brand that's new. what I need in my life right now. Yeah, I you do, I man. I don't have that anywhere right now where yeah. I'm at. Yeah. Come out for so, a weekend. Yeah, come out for a weekend. Well, once I get to Cali, you know, the end of next weekend, get settled in, and then I'll take a flight because it's only like a two-hour flight. Yeah you know, and, yeah, man. you know, do some, do some work. Yeah, but yeah, man, fun, it's, man. it's crazy, man. I, I mean, I don't know if you're dating right now, but you know, well, according to, what was it? What was it? Us oh, magazine. Yeah. Let, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk yeah, about bro, that. You, let's bro. not Eric. I just <laughs> fucking talked, told you about it. Eddie, we're cutting this out. <laughs> cutting this out. I do. I do have a question though. Right. I want to see Blake's mindset on this because I've been asked this in multiple podcasts and interviews lately is Given the fact of the experience that you've had on the show, would you entertain the thought of one of two options? One, going on Paradise next year, or two, being The Bachelor? Mm. I mean, yeah, I get called, I get asked these questions a lot too. Um, Paradise would be really hard for me, just the environment. Like, honestly, like, I think it was so hard for me down there. Like, I, I know, like, I say this and obviously, you know, I have like PTSD and I, I obviously don't mean that as in like, you know, like Vietnam, you know, army, like whatever. But like I do, when I start thinking about being back down on that beach, like my heart races and like I sweat, like it was just such a rough and horrible experience for me down there on that beach that being down there again in that environment, I think, I just don't think I could do it. Like I think I'd have anxiety attacks. Like I really do. So I don't know if I could do actually paradise, like down on that beach, but 
I still believe in the show, man. Like, I wish I didn't. <laughs> I wish I didn't, man. And I know now a lot more, obviously, than I did when I was on Bachelorette. Like, I know there are a lot that is fake and there's a lot of editing that goes into a lot of situations. But I still think you can find somebody. Like, I do. I still think, I mean, I still think, I mean, you fell in love, man. I fell in love with Becca. You fell in love on Paradise. Like, it can happen. Um, and that, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, fuck, man, like, I don't know, like, would I go it's back on? It's definitely possible. But I think, yeah. I think knowing now what you know, I think you're able to thrive better the second time around. Because you're able, if, I mean, if, if you're aware, you're able to block out the noise and just like really get to know someone or multiple girls, you know, depending on the situation. And then, yes. you know, because well, it works. I mean, it does. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Like I would definitely go in way more aware of what's happening around me and like what the producer is doing, but that could also be a bad thing. Like I think a girl's like, yeah, I'm into you. I'm like, okay, which producer told you to fucking say that? You know, like which one of you fuckers like told her to say that? Like, I think I would like, I think I'd have walls up. Like, Oh man. I don't know, man. Oh, like man. I, my I can see that too. You know, I can see like, that. Yeah. Cause, cause then you, cause the, the hardest thing, and I'll say this for everyone who either has been on the show or wants to go on the show you don't know what is real and what's not real. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's, what's tough. And so, because everyone has an agenda and then everyone also has a plot or a storyline. So you as an individual have to navigate and figure out, okay, is this person for real? Are they for real? Like, is this producer telling me like real substance or mm-hmm. are they just lying to like get me going or to put me in a situation where I could really fuck up my entire experience and life. you have to <laughs> life fuck up your life, life, dude. Literally, like, yeah, I'm just like, bro, I think the craziest thing, and I'll never forget this. But when I was in paradise and I was hanging out with Tia, and I was like telling the producers, I'm like, yo, like Colton's here, this is weird for me, I can't do this anymore, like, I just I can't. And they're like, nah, like, she likes you, like, you gotta fight for her, blah blah blah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, like, that's cool, but I just met her, like, and Tia's a dope chick, like, I, I love Tia, like, mm-hmm. if, if she wants to ever like go grab a drink, I'm down. Right. Mm, Like she's that type of chick. Mm -hmm. But there was the night where she was eating grapes with Colton on the beach, like feeding him and like they're kissing each other. And then we're having a conversation and they're filming us. And I'm just like, and I was like, all right, I'm going to end it with her right here. And then I'm going to hang out with Crystal tonight because we, me and Crystal never got to hang out on camera at that point. But the producers are like, yo, like, no, Tia, she just, she just made like trying to, you know, entertain Colton, but she doesn't really like him. She's all about you. And I'm thinking like, damn, like, they're like America's sweetheart, America. They just kept pumping America's Ugh, sweetheart. And I'm like, them. I know. And then, you know, that happens. And I'm just like, oh, and then the whole next day, like, you know, obviously, because I kissed Crystal that night and then just, it went, oh man, I was hung over. And the mm. last thing you want to do is be on camera. The first part of the moment of the morning, because you know, when you walk up to the, to the, to the area, it's game time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you get oh, to the yeah. bar, you get to the pool, like cameras are there. You can't, you can't hide from I mean, it. flashbacks, bro. <laughs> so then after that, I was like, oh man, I was downhill. But that entire time I believed all the stories of like America's sweetheart. And so that mm-hmm. me being foolish, I should have just been like, nah, you know what? Listen to you. You're a great girl. Go hang out with Colton, do work. And then after that, it's like, boom, it's crazy. Dude. Yeah. Like, it's uh, and that's the, I, I'm a firm believer in like, I think you have to, in that environment, you have to like be willing to let down your walls for it to work. Like you have sure. to be willing to kind of let down your walls. If you have your walls up, it's just not, it's not going to happen, you know? And, yeah. but it's so hard 
now knowing what we know that yeah. it's so hard to open up your walls. Like I remember in the first four days down there, I went through five producers because each one of them lied to me and then they can't bring them back because I don't trust them. Five producers Was Shabby dude, in the first four days. No, man. That's why I got fucked. Oh, that's what's the problem. They knew, man. I went through five producers. I would do an ITM. They'd lie to me in the ITM or whatever. And then I'd have another producer all of a sudden. Like, yeah, man, it was oh, rough. Man. Damn, that shabby like that. That's the girl that kept you in line, dude. I know that was the only person I now trust in. She was pregnant, like, wasn't she? <laughs> yeah, she was. Pre- she just had a baby. I think she just had a baby. Oh, damn, yeah, so I didn't have her yet. So it all. It, I mean, it all makes sense. Yeah. But it's okay though, because you know what? Like all these things too. It's it's growing lessons, and like mm-hmm. you bounce back so much better. And then also, it's now it's like you've experienced you know some 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 trauma, but now you're a better man because of it. Like, regardless of what anyone thinks, but you know, internally, like, you're like, damn, I'm strong. And, you know, I'm going to be able to, no matter what, get through anything in life now, because that's probably one of the worst things you could possibly go through. Yeah, man. I would say, uh, yeah, skilled sailor never learned on smooth water. That's what I always say. Exactly. Smooth. Um, Yeah, man. So what is your, like your next chapter? Where are you moving to now? You moved to LA? Yeah. So, uh, so I'm going over there. I'm going to stay in Airbnb, uh, Airbnb for like a week or two and go up and down the coast. Um, check out Laguna, Laguna Niguel, like Dana Point. Um, check out LA, Santa Monica. I found a whole bunch of cool places. So I'm just trying to see where I fit best. So I grew up by the water. I don't know if you mm-hmm. know that, like on the beach. And so I like being by the water. It's like healing for me. But I also know the advantages and disadvantages of being in LA. And I don't like to... I don't want to be around an environment where it's all about, um, you know, just what you're wearing or what you're driving or, you know, who am I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be around a chill environment, you know, and just laid back, but also people who want to get shit done. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like to get shit done, but I also like to make sure that, you know, I'm just, I'm not someone who is trying to be something that I'm not. And that, and that's, that's what I want to make sure. So, you know, but there's a lot of benefits for being in LA and, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to entertain them and see what's going on. Right. I'm glad you pulled through it though, man. I know it's been a rough time for you and I know you don't share a lot. And so I don't think people realize just like how hard it's been for you and kind of what you went through during all this. So yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Well, Chris, dude, I uh, appreciate you joining us, dude, because I think it was a great pod. So thanks, man. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Instagram at Behind the Rose Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, like, and give us all five of those damn stars. Behind the Rose is recorded on-site at the world-famous Grizzly Rose or wherever we happen to be. See you next time, Behind the Rose.